Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome to the last day of warmer weather. I know many of you in the uh, western and northern portion of the state of Wisconsin are getting a lot of heavy rain today, and the uh, the skies are starting to be a little more gray, and the cooler air is starting to blow in, and uh, it's just one of those uh, one of those days. We're starting to end and head into actually uh, what November is all about. Speaking of that, forty six years ago today. Speaking of the rain and the wind and such, uh, today is the anniversary uh, from 1975 of the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which actually I think that makes it 45 years ago today. But uh, but nevertheless, yeah, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Uh, the famous song by Gordon Lightfoot, uh, written after uh, the, the actual wreck. So anyway, uh, somewhat of a... Uh, one of those days of remembrance today, I guess the best way to put it. Uh, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. We're glad to have you with us. I'm Bill Michaels, Radio Joe Zanzola, producing the program. Evan Heffelfinger behind the glass, getting your phone calls today. Good news coming out of the Milwaukee Brewers organization. And, uh, yes, it is a bright spot. It is something that you can think about when you talk about uh, the offseason and cornerstones and such. Devin Williams the NL Rookie of the Year for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, it hasn't been done since Ryan Braun won that award some years back. But nevertheless, uh, good for him. I mean, we, we knew he was throwing the ball extremely well. And, uh, I mean, when you started to look at his numbers, it was just like ridiculous numbers, historically ridiculous numbers when uh, when you get into it. So it's, it's, it's good to see the Brewers getting some recognition, and it was maybe one of the bright spots in an otherwise, um, you know, kind of a kind of a down year, I guess might be the best way to put it for uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. So uh, anyway, uh, you know, Devin Williams gets the uh, National League Rookie of the Year. He was, uh, by the way, 26 years old, winning it at rookie status, four and one with a 0.33 ERA, struck out 53 
in 27 innings, and I had mentioned he, a rookie of the year has not been won in the Brewers organization since 2007. That's back when Ryan Braun did it. But Williams allowed just one run in 27 innings in the shortened season. That's uh, And struck out 53% of the batters that he faced. That's the highest percentage in Major League Baseball history by a pitcher with at least 20 innings pitched. And uh, they talk about opponents batting two for 62, which is a 0-32 batting average against his changeup, which is his most dominant pitch. Uh, the lowest opponent average on a single pitch this season, minimum 50 plate appearances uh, against you. And uh, Williams missed Milwaukee's loss to the champion Dodgers in the first round of the playoffs because of some shoulder soreness. But uh, he is originally from St. Louis. He uh, anchored the back end of that bullpen along with Josh Hader. And he, believe it or not, uh, he finished uh, with a, 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 he broke into the majors last year, finishing with no record and a 395 ERA and 13 relief appearances, striking out 14 and 13 and two-thirds innings. So, uh, anyway, long story short, he is the rookie of the year. So, congratulations to the Brewers, Devin Williams. Nice job. I mean, he was just, uh, he was, he was wicked. He was wicked, no doubt about it. And you wish you would have had him against the Dodgers, but, didn't work out that way, but uh, nevertheless, a bright spot. And from what I understand, he got word that he was the rookie of the year. He is uh, vacationing in Jamaica. So there you go, vacationing in Jamaica, and uh, taking a few uh, few few days off, so to speak. So anyway, kudos to him. And we had mentioned this last night, uh, well, yesterday, going into going into the game last night. But it was a, it was a crappy game. It was the Patriots and the Jets. Patriots with just a couple of wins on the season. The Jets, they're winless. So it, it was, it was. you knew going into last night, it was just a, a, you weren't going to witness any level of greatness. However, I had said this yesterday. I said some of these games, because they're just both bad teams and there's just so many mistakes on both sides, some of these games turn out to be, um, for lack of a better term, Pretty exciting, and that's exactly what happened last night. A walk-off field goal by the New England Patriots get a 30-27 win. The Jets remain winless. They are 0-9 on the season. The Patriots get their third win of the season, snap the uh, four-game losing streak. Last night, Cam Newton, 27-35, 274 yards. Uh, also, uh, a uh, 7.8 yards per pass average. No touchdowns, no picks. A quarterback rating of 90.1. Didn't get sacked last night either. Uh, meanwhile, Joe Flacco, 18-25, 262 yards, had three touchdowns and a pick on the evening. And uh, it wasn't a, a great day when you talk about uh, running the football, but the Patriots were able to put some yards together. Cam Newton, 10 carries, 16 yards. Uh, Damian Harris, 14 carries, 71 yards. Rex Burkhead, 12 carries, 56 yards. But we'll give you more in the uh, football frenzy coming up a little bit later on. But it turned out to be a relatively exciting game. I was sitting there last night, uh, went down to uh, downstairs to the bar, and I sat and I had a cigar, and I, I opened a beer, and I thought, well, I'll sit down and watch part of this. And I just found myself getting involved in it and did a little work down there last night. And then before you knew it, it was all coming down to an end and coming down to a field goal. And then, sure enough, uh, the Patriots walk away with a win. It was almost like Bill Belichick was looking at it going, yeah, we won. But he knows. Belichick knows. He's like, look, half my defense opted out. Cam Newton is not the answer. We don't have a legit quarterback. Um, I, I've got some injuries I'm dealing with, you know, yay, it's a, it's a win, 
but how much do you celebrate over a win over the New York Jets who are winless? You know, how much do you celebrate? It's just it's it's not that it's not a victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's not that kind of a win that you say, okay, this puts us back on track. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. But they're not a good football team. Patriots aren't good. Jets aren't good. But the page, somebody had to win, so the Patriots, who are just the, a, a smidge better, they ended up getting the win. So last night, contest comes down to a, a field goal, a walk-off field goal, and the Jets snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, and uh, there you have it. So that was last night. Uh, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. So today, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the coming up uh, in the next hour because we, we're loaded today, by the way. Coming up next, we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur uh, sat and chatted with the media yesterday as his team had a couple of days off, and now they're back at it. They had some walkthroughs yesterday. We'll hear from Andrew Brandt, the former Packers VP, also with MMQB and the Business of Sports podcast. We'll talk with him. What did he used to go through come trade deadline and come making deals, whether it was for Ted Thompson or whether it was for uh, um, um, uh, Ron Wolf. We'll talk with him about what he had to go through to try to be able to figure out a deal. And then a little bit later on, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk with Ryan Grant, the former Packers running back and Super Bowl forty five champion. He's going to join us. We'll talk with him about what he sees so far, offensively speaking. And then we'll talk about this Packers offense and not only what you like about it, okay, what you see, but then when you've had a chance to witness. Now we're halfway through the season. When you start to put this offense together with other offenses, where you kind of put them, you know? You're talking about the prolificness of Patrick Mahomes, the steadiness of Ben Roethlisberger. You're talking about a guy in Russell Wilson who's kind of making his team tick. What you've seen out of, say, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know? There, there's some teams that are in the upper echelon. Where are you going to put this Packers offense? We'll get into that discussion. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette is going to join us coming up. And then our good buddy Brian Baldinger, our Radio.com Sports NFL insider. And he's got his uh, Baldy's, uh, Baldy's podcast. We're going to hear from him coming up a little bit later on in the last hour of the program. So we got a lot coming up today. A lot coming up today. But today, today is that day. It's just every now and then you get that quirky history, and it popped up today. And today is the, uh, the day of the anniversary of the wreck of, of the Edmund Fitzgerald from 1975. On November 10th, 1975, the gales in November came early, as Edmund uh, or uh, uh, Gordon Lightfoot put it in his song, The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. So, anyway, that being said, let's do this. We'll go ahead and take a quick break. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer. Tonight, hint, hint, look for a, maybe a, a, a podcast or a, a Facebook Live coming up tonight. Follow us over there on the Facebook fan page. Go to facebook.com slash the Bill Michaels Show, and uh, probably going to have something happening coming up a little bit later on tonight. you got to follow us there, so when it pops up, it pops up on your mobile device, so when you follow me, uh, you get it right away. But uh, that's coming up, so it's brought to you by our friends at Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good, only 100 calories, flavors of cranberry, grapefruit, pineapple, strawberry. Go to BudLight.com, that's BudLight.com, to see all that they have to offer. Matt LaFleur, head coach of your Green Bay Packers, talking to the media, coming up next. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. I see your dirty face high behind your collar. What is done in vain? Truth is hard to swallow, so you break to God. 
Hey, my friends, I got a couple of great winter getaway ideas. I hate uh, the thought of winter. I, I love snow for a brief period of time. Give me some Christmas snow and then get it out of here. But I know many of you, you are winter sports enthusiasts, so listen up. Uh, if you want to get away from the noise and get away from all the social distancing stuff, uh, to social distance yourself, so to speak, Pine Mountain Resort in Majestic, Iron Mountain, Michigan, totally remote setting, social distancing built right in. Pine Mountain consistently rated the number one ski resort in Michigan and Wisconsin. And right now when you book your ski weekend, before Christmas, by the way, you're going to get a couple of lift tickets for free. That's a $110 value. All you got to do is go to PineMountainResort.com. That's PineMountainResort.com. Or you can head north to the iconic Four Seasons Island Resort. That's in Pembine, Wisconsin, 78 miles north of Green Bay. Heck, they invented social distancing there. Over 400 miles of snowmobile trails. Cross-country skiing. They have snowmobile parking, too, by the way. Cross-country skiing, ice fishing, all in a remote setting near Wisconsin's picturesque waterfall capital. Enjoy great dining inside, plus the largest indoor pool and hot tub in the UP. And now you book your weekend stay before Christmas, and you get a free night stay next spring. And that's a $189 value. So go to the4seasonswi.com. That's the 4 Seasons. WI.com. Book that social distance and get away right now. That's the Four Seasons WI.com. Two great winter getaways where you can interact as much or as little as you're comfortable with, and two great offers. That's from our friends at Pine Mountain Resort and the Four Seasons Island Resort. Good stuff from them. So, Matt LaFleur yesterday talking with the media and uh, got into a, a lot of different discussions first and foremost. And uh, one of his discussions was about the offense. And, look, uh, w- with guys coming back, is this offense now ready to hit another gear? Well, I hope we're always trying to improve, and I think there is more room out there for us. You know, there's no such thing as, as the perfect game, and, you know, I think there's just more out there for us to continue to grow, develop. And so, yeah, we're really excited about those guys, you know, potentially getting back into the fold. So Jacksonville coming into this contest, uh, Minshew has that broken thumb, has not been able to come back. And they talk about the Jacksonville rookie quarterback, uh, Jake Luton, who made his starting debut on Sunday in a two-point loss to the Houston Texans. Take a listen. Real tough-minded guy that he's got a big-time arm that is capable of leading his team just like he he did yesterday. I thought Jake did a, a really good job. So the other question about COVID comes up and says, hey, look, uh, we noticed one thing. Some of your uh, reserve players, those guys are rookies, the guys that came down with the uh, the COVID and the COVID contact list. Are you, you, you coming down on those guys? We're in a pandemic. I think you see it all across the league. I, I think it's a good reminder for our football team, for everybody, whether you're a rookie or you're an established veteran. I mean, everybody needs to try to do their part as best they can. But I think some of the things are out of their control. Also, he notes, hey, don't forget, <laughs> you can get it anytime, anyplace, anywhere if you're not careful. And we also live right now in the midst of the hotbed. We've got a record number of cases, especially per capita. So I think everybody, our players, people in our community need to do their part and make sure that they're being as careful as possible. It definitely is a benefit when people mask up and and keep their distance from one another because certainly we'd love for this to clear up. And also, you know, it'd be great until those numbers come down. I don't foresee anybody coming back in the stadium. So we'd love for that to happen. The, uh, the players, the coaches, everybody, after that win uh, out in San Francisco on Thursday night, Matt LaFleur said, hey, 
go away. It's kind of a mini buy. Go go take care of yourself. We are going to have um, eight games in a row. So I thought it was important for our, our players and our staff to get away for a couple of days, kind of recharge that battery, especially coming off of, you know, a Thursday night game where there's not a lot of sleep going on and we need everybody fresh and energized. He also said, look, uh, with those eight straight games, you, you want to hit the ground running here. You know, I can't stress enough the importance of having positive energy for, for everybody involved in this thing. You know, as we hit the second half of the season, we're sitting in a pretty good spot right now at 6-2, and two, and we know that we got to continue to take it one day at a time, one game at a time, in order for us to get to where we want to go, and that's exactly what we'll do. So Jacksonville coming into this contest, one thing that Jacksonville has been, I don't want to say great at, but just, you know, better at more so than anything, has been uh, has been the blitz. So he talks about the guys up the gut, you know, Miles Jack and Joe Schobert and company. And, and he said, look, uh, you know, we got to be able to take care of that blitz package. There's always an emphasis and especially, uh, you know, in terms of handling pressure, what is your pressure plan? How are you going to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands? Uh, what are you going to do up front in terms of if they have something within their scheme that can give you problems, which I know they do. You know, I've got a lot of respect for Todd Wash. I think he's been at this thing for a long time and does a great job with the defense. So we're going to have to be very, very prepared. So he, he talks about Todd Wash, the defensive coordinator of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he can send guys from everywhere, you know, Quincy Williams, uh, Trey Herndon, uh, all of those guys, that cornerback they, they like to bring in, Josh Jones, the strong safety. So he said, look, hey, uh, we gotta we got to kind of plan accordingly when it comes to that blitz package. If you have a feeling that somebody's going to be rushing multiple people at you, you don't want to be having those long-developing seven-step concepts either because that gives them a much better opportunity to, to hit home. So I think we got to be mindful of that and make sure we look at everything and understand uh, how to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands yet still gain yards and, and have success. So you got to use all your players, got to use all your motion, all your all your all your things that are going to be able to either one dictate coverages or dictate, uh, you know, hot reads for Aaron Rodgers, and and that's usually going to be Tyler Irvin, the guy that uh, they put in motion quite a bit. They knew Tyler Irvin when he first got there; he was more than just a special teams player. He was the running back at San Jose State when Adam Stenovich was the offensive line coach, and matter of fact, that's how we found out his nickname was Swerve. So certainly, he's added a big time element to our offense. Whether he's in the backfield or whether he's lined up as a wide receiver, he's just a pleasure to be around on a daily basis. The way he attacks it certainly is a big boost for our special teams so now you go to the defensive side of the football and this team uh, is it's the one weakness uh, on this team I guess you could possibly probably say and it, what, what is the key to be more consistent defensively it always starts and ends with our energy and effort. I think when our guys are out there flying around, having fun, bringing great energy, straining for one another, uh, when they're swarming ball carriers, I think that leads to to really pos a, a lot of positive plays. And certainly um, there's been times where it's been really, really good, and there's been times where it quite hasn't been to the, that standard. Hasn't been to that level that they want when you talk about the energy. They all, though, have to be, when, when you talk about defensively speaking, they all got to be on the same page. I think there's been times where we've had, you know, 10 out of 11 doing their responsibility at a high level. And all it takes in, in defense or in football in general is, is one guy not quite doing their responsibility to the level that needs to be done. And, and then you can have negative plays or whatever it may be. 
And then obviously Sunday night football, you, everybody saw the Saints just beat the hell out of the Buccaneers. And so the Packers have beat the Saints, but they fell to the Buccaneers. So Matt LaFleur was asked his opinion as you watch that game unfold on Sunday night. You know, I, I think that just goes to show you that anybody can beat anybody on any given day. It doesn't matter what the record is. It doesn't matter the circumstances around it. And you better be ready to play each and every time you go out on that field, especially when you're playing good teams. I mean, the similar thing happened to us when we went down to Tampa. So, you know, we've been on the flip side of that thing and you just got to come ready to play each and every week. And then when you talk about the preparation, it's, you know, you, you prepare for individuals in certain scenarios, but your preparation each and every week has to be consistent. You know, I think there's a lot of parity in this league and there's a lot of great teams. And I think it's, you know, anybody's opportunity to go out there and snatch it. And we just got to make sure that we focus on ourselves and we attack each day and we get better and better and better and, you know, take it one game at a time. So there you go. Matt LaFleur, head coach of your Green Bay Packers, kind of giving you the breakdown as he, uh, you know, he, he takes some of the questions from the uh, from the media yesterday after the uh, the weekend, a little bit of an extended weekend, and his team get, got back at it yesterday with some walkthroughs. They get back at it again tomorrow as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Van Horn Automotive. They want to get you moving as well, and, and maybe just in your own pocket. You know, if you want to sell your vehicle, they're looking to buy vehicles, okay, and with no pressure to buy anything else. So just take it in, take in your title, and if you have an existing loan on it, they can help you work it out to pay that thing off, whatever it happens to be. However, if you are looking for a vehicle, Newer used, foreign or domestic, different make, different model, whatever it happens to be. They have numerous dealerships in the state of Wisconsin. they got great buying power. They are also over in Iowa. So those of you listening to us on our Platteville affiliate, you can hear us over there in Iowa. Remember that. Keep that in mind. But uh, they're getting it done, and they're good people. They continue to grow. They continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger and better. And that's the reason I've gone to them now on four separate occasions. Check out our friends at Van Horn Automotive. That's Van Horn Automotive. VanHornAuto.com. VanHornAuto.com is their website, and they, they, they're there to help. They really want to take care of you and do the best they possibly can and prove to you that they don't just do it for me. They do it for everybody. And uh, don't forget, they're family-born but employee-owned, so everybody there has skin in the game. So all the different makes, all the different models, everything you need, whether to buy a car new or used, finance a car, trade in a car, you can do it all at VanHornAuto.com. Again, that is VanHornAuto.com. When we come back. Going to talk with Andrew Brand. He was the guy that used to be down the hall from Ted Thompson. He was the guy that was down the hall from Ron Wolf. He was the guy that if a trade needed to be made, he would tell you what you had available, how you could work it, look at your salary cap situation. We'll also ask him some of the comments that David Bakhtiari made that said, hey, if you want to sign a guy, you can sign a guy. We'll ask him how valid that statement actually is. Andrew Brandt, former Packers VP, MMQB, and Business of Sports Podcast. He is going to join us next on The Bill Michael Show. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Bill Michael show continues on, and uh, thanks for joining us today. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. They have the take, heat, and eat meals just like mom would make. All you got to do is take them home, pop them in, and uh, you're good to go. 
right there, just like mom would make. Beef stroganoff, chicken alfredo with uh, chicken fettuccine alfredo. They've got turkey. Whatever it happens to be, they've got them over there at Quick Trip. And don't forget, use your Quick Rewards card along the way as well and earn yourself uh, some additional rewards, even some uh, lessening the pain at the pump, if you will. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, uh, Andrew Brandt, the former Packers VP, MMQB columnist, Business of Sports podcast. Andrew, how you been? Hey, Bill. I'm doing well. How are you? We are doing well. Um, do me a favor. I, I, I wanted to get you on specifically because we the trade deadline comes and goes. And I remember Ron Wolf telling me one time, that one of the things that kind of shoved him out of the general manager's role when he got tired of it was because he had to run down the hall and ask you what he could and couldn't do. And one of the things that I found was it was interesting was, you know, it, then David Bakhtiari says to the world, well, if you want to keep me, you'll figure out a way to keep me. So how difficult is the role of somebody that's writing the contracts and trying to financially manage the, the player personnel side of things and the salary cap? Yeah, that's a big question, Bill. Let me just first address Ron and the trading deadline, because one thing that we tried to do, he and I, was put forth proposals to the NFL to make trading a bigger thing. He always was frustrated because not only did he have to run down the hall, but everyone he talked to did, and there wasn't a lot of trading. And there still isn't, as we know, from the deadline that just passed. We put, I put together a proposal. You could trade cash. You could trade cap room, which I still think is something they should do because teams with a lot of cap room could use good players. Teams with good players could use cap room. And the NFL always shut us down. You know, they're always like, hey, you made your bed, you sleep in it. We're not letting you get out of jail for mismanaging cap and, and mismanaging cash and mismanaging the roster. So it was always a frustrating and futile effort by Ron and I trying to encourage more trading in the league. And that's one of the reasons, I think, why there's not a lot of trading. The other ones really come down to why free agency doesn't work so often, which is football is so schematic and trying to fit people in, especially midseason, into 4-3, 3-4, vertical offense, West Coast offense. It's not easy. It's not like baseball and basketball, which are more seamless. So I, I guess the next question is, when you talk about a guy like David Bakhtiari, who's coming up for a contract, Aaron Jones coming up for a contract, Kevin King, Corey Lindsley, uh, you know, did you have to prioritize of what you wanted to keep and didn't want to keep, or did you just look at these guys and go, we want to keep these, keep them all, but we can't? I mean, how, how do you go about that as you're starting to butt up against the cap? Yeah, you mentioned the key word, prioritize, and we don't know it, but they know it. <laughs> they got to know in that list you just mentioned who is going to be a top priority, who's going to be a second priority. The one thing NFL teams have that NBA and baseball don't have is the franchise tag. So you've got that in your back pocket if you need it for one of those people. And then you figure out, I mean, I was very active in season. Not a lot of people in the league are in getting extensions for key players in November, December rather than waiting till their contract's over. And Packers have done that with even players like Devontae. So I would think that would happen for one of those names, if not two, before the end of the season, and then you approach free agency with whatever you can do. But listen, the Packers are a draft-and-develop team, as everyone knows, much to people's frustrations. And what that means is that you've got half your roster or more on rookie contracts, so say each of them is a million-dollar cap number. Say there's 30. That's 30 million for half your team. 
and now you've got 170 million for your veteran contract. That shouldn't be too hard. What do we think the, the the projected salary cap would be next year after going through this pandemic? How much will it go down? Yeah, that's going to be a problem, but it's going to be a problem for everyone. So I think everybody's going to be on a level playing field. In other words, if people are cast off, veterans, you know, it's going to be equal footing for everywhere. There's the, the mini CBA they did, Bill, before the season said it can go down no lower than 175 and we're basically at 200 now so it's not a problem for the packers relatively to others there are teams with 230 250 270 million in committed contracts next year they're going to have a bloodbath i haven't seen the packers numbers but they're not like that so yeah vet veterans that are being replaced or to be replaced by young players are really vulnerable um, when you look at a guy like David Bakhtiari on that going onto that third big contract, um, is there a value for a left tackle that becomes higher than a running back or a value for a center that, you know, I mean, even a guy like Jamal Williams, who has proven himself and, and become pretty solid of a player, there's going to be an escalation there. I, you know, how much, I, I guess, do you prioritize one position over the other? Yeah, I mean, teams have to do that. And, I mean, I think it's it's kind of universal what you mentioned there. Listen, I love I love Jamal and Aaron. I've, <laughs> they're my son's favorite guys, you know. But it's just the position they play has been a position that doesn't get priorities, and we can we can debate it, but that's the fact. Compared to a left tackle, compared to a shutdown corner, compared to a pass rushing defensive end. Uh, the feeling is running backs and receivers tend to be positions you can find in the draft, you can find with later round picks that have performed well, even if coming out of without a lot of without a lot of uh, recognition. Having said that, you look at Aaron Jones' production and you see a bit of a marketplace moving this year with deals for Cook and Kamara and Henry and McCaffrey and mixing. So now you have a marketplace. So that makes a little curious why deal for Aaron didn't get done when you had two weeks of running back deals done right before the season. So that would be a question in my mind. I guess uh, one of the things that I had going into this season was last year was his first really fully healthy season. Maybe they were just waiting to see if he was going to have another one. Uh, and I can understand that, yeah. but yeah, he has performed extremely well, both in, in, in running the football and then receiving the football with his pass blocking and such also. So, uh, I, he's made himself some money wherever he ends up. I know just that running back with that extra something is hard to find, but the shelf life for a running back with that extra something is so short in the NFL, which is, I yeah. think, why a lot of general managers are a little leery about giving running backs big dollars, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, you guys know me from, 15 years ago with Dorsey Levins and Amon Green, it just got to a point where, you know, we did second contracts, but then third contracts was just such a tough decision because they've been so productive. They're great Packers. They're, they're one, one of my favorite people. But then you get to that position like, oh, man, third, running, third contract for running back, that's just tough. And, you know, to answer more on Bakhtiari, Bill, Packer fans can blame Bill O'Brien. Because 
what happened was he trades two number ones for Laramie Tunsil, and he doesn't do a deal at the time of the trade, which is the time you got to do the deal. Mm-hmm. And then Tunsil, Tunsil gets incredible leverage, gets this massive deal, 22 a year. And, you know, if you're Bakhtari, you got to look at that market. And if you're the Packers, you're just cursing that market. I uh, I like where the Packers are at and the fact that they're finding out a little bit more about some of the offensive linemen they have while Bakhtiari has been down. I just don't know if you have an everyday and every down guy sitting in the stable right now. Left tackles are such a such a high end commodity and the protection of your franchise. Uh, you know, I, and that's the other argument is when do you go all in? Because you're sitting there with kind of the clock ticking on the Jordan Love era. You know, Aaron Rodgers playing really really well. The offense is maneuvering really really well. At what point? Do you look at the, your general manager, uh, Andrew, and say, hey, you know, this might be the time to go all in while the rest of the league is very, relatively on the same playing field or relatively mediocre? At what point do you decide, okay, we're going to push all the chips to the table? Well, listen, I've been fielding all the Packer fans <laughs> for the past week about the trade deadline and Will Fuller and everything. And, I listen, I agree with the all-in aspect, and I have – 20 years ago we did when it comes to your own players. I just think that when people talk about all in and going out and getting Will Fuller or going getting some big name, the, the odds are that doesn't work. So all in meaning sign up your core players. Yes. Um, but as you've outlined, there are decisions that have to be made, but listen, the cap is a zero sum game. So what that means is there's limited resources as per the league rules. But here's the deal. If you want someone, you can make it happen. I mean, the cap is not a hard cap. So you can prorate out. You can restructure contracts. If you really want someone, you can make that happen. It's just that are you going to pay the price in later years? And that's when you talk about all in. Uh, The Packers have not been a team that, pushes out a lot of cap. Going back to me, I didn't do that with Brett Favre, as all these other teams were doing with their quarterbacks, to try to preserve the future without Brett. So these are the decisions that have to go on between general manager, coach, and cap manager. Still to this day, Andrew, before I let you go, uh, no quarterback has ever won a Super Bowl making more than 13.5% of their team's total salary. The last guy to do it was Steve Young. Um, is it just for the fact that you've got so many good quarterbacks that are now getting paid exorbitant amount of money that these teams are just finding it difficult to put all the pieces around these guys? Because Mahomes did it before he got the big contract. Uh, Brady always did it in years in which he was making 10 and 14 and 9 and 12 million bucks. But it seemed like everybody that got, got gets paid doesn't win a championship after that. Do you, do you think that we're coming up on an era in which somebody making 15 20% of their team's total salary cap is finally going to get over the hump and actually win a Super Bowl? Yeah, I think that's a skewed stat, Bill. I mean, we, I think, you know, if Pat Mahomes is going to be the same player he was before, he's making low money to big money, and if they win Super Bowl, that changes. Uh, you know, some – some players like Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers or others have been shut out because of a, late, a performance in a championship game, been, whatever. So I just think that's anecdotal, and Brady is the best example. If Brady was making what he was supposed to make, 
we'd have like 10 quarterbacks making more than that. Um, but listen, as I said before, what gets teams in trouble is not paying big money. It's, it's this, this built-up cap, you know, where Tony Romo is in the broadcast booth and counting $20 million on the Cowboys' cap, or Tom Brady's counting $15 million on the Patriots' cap this year. So that's what gets teams in trouble more than paying. Andrew, great stuff. I appreciate the insight. It's really, really good, and always great to talk to you, and stay well, okay? Yeah, you too, Bill. Always a pleasure. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Andrew Brandt, former Packers VP, MMQB columnist, uh, Business of Sports podcast as well, and he joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been going to get done. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. When the Green Bay Packers host the Jacksonville Jaguars this Sunday, they'll be facing a rookie quarterback. Gardner Minshew is out with a fractured right thumb, so Jaguars head coach Doug Marone says he's going with Jake Luton, who nearly led the team to a win over the Texans on Sunday. I was impressed with a lot of things, you know, just the plays in and out, no delay games. You know, I thought he made some really nice throws. I thought there's something that obviously you're going to want to have back, you know, when you're first time starting and, you know, you're down by a score and a two-point conversion and lead your team down the field, potentially, you know, tie the game with a two-point conversion. I think, you know, that that's, a, that's another check mark. The Packers held a walkthrough practice outdoors yesterday. Running back Jamal Williams and linebacker Kamal Martin are back off the COVID reserve list. But Matt LaFleur says the pandemic, which has hit a half dozen other NFL teams, continues to be a major daily focus. We're in a pandemic. I think you see it all across the league. I think it's a good reminder for our football team. We've got a record number of cases, especially per capita. I think everybody, our players, people in our community need to do their part and make sure that they're being as careful as possible. It definitely is a benefit when people mask up and and keep their distance from one another until those numbers come down. I don't foresee anybody coming back in the stadium. That's Packers head coach Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. We are glad you're here on this Tuesday, the 10th of November. Bill Michael Show continues on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Sean and the gang over there, they do such great work. And not only do they great do great work with the flooring, but they're great to work for. He's an easygoing guy. Whether it's full-time, part-time, whatever you're looking for, maybe he can help you out. All you got to do is go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That is epoxyflooringdoneright.com. Sean and his great staff, they do your home. They can do your business like a showroom or they can do industrial. They paint as well. But uh, they're also looking for some help because they've been really busy when it comes to renovations and home things going on. So, Good, good stuff from Sean and the gang at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. I am excited coming up this Thursday. It is going to be the start. I was looking at some of the practice stuff going on today on the Golf Channel. Uh, the final major, which is normally the first major of the season, the final major of the season, the Masters is upon us. Uh, it, it's going to be November, Joe. It's going to be cold. It's going to be rainy. But down there, they're going to have some rain, but it's not going to be nearly as cold. 
Uh, I would assume you're going to have it on in the studio. But uh, how geeked are you to see another and the final big major of the season, which is normally the first, take place? Yeah, very excited. Um, and this is going to piss some people off, but <laughs> too bad. On Sunday, I'm not watching that Packer game. I'll have that on the DVR. Uh, that game against Jacksonville should be an automatic win anyway. I'm I'm watching the Masters on Sunday. Right. Um, and I think there's I think there's other people listening out there that are going to do the same exact thing, um, because if you love golf and you're into golf, you're not going to miss the Masters. Um, I mean, this has never happened before in our lifetimes where we have an NFL game and the Masters on at the same mm-hmm. time. So for me, the Packer game, I'm going to put that off to the side and I'll be watching the Masters. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, paying attention to it. I mean, obviously. We'll be doing the Packer post-game show, as always, Gary Ellerson and I. So immediately following Jacksonville and uh, Green Bay, we're going to bring it to you with our analysis and such. But I'm um, definitely – if it's going to be – because what I'm going to do is I'm going to DVR the thing. But if it's like a blowout runaway, eh, you know, whatever. But if it's a if it's a Masters that's going to come down to the last couple of holes, uh, I, I think I'm going to be flipping back and forth. I don't I don't think there's any – any doubt about it so see but, i took uh, off yeah, looking forward to it i took off on sunday i'm not going to be producing the post game show so i can actually sit down and watch the masters and then sunday night i'll sit down and watch the packer game and go through the whole thing but i i just you know maybe if the packer game was maybe if jacksonville was actually good maybe i would watch the packer game over the masters but that it's just that's very hard it's it's the masters it's a big deal for me i'm a golf fanatic and um you know, overall this year, too, when it comes to golf in the state of Wisconsin, it's been uh, really good. There's been a lot of people out there golfing, which has been yep. great to see. Saw a lot of people this past week, and I was out riding around, went past uh, quite a few golf courses, and every one of them had golf carts and people out, and uh, the flags are still up, so good to see. Because we got to cherish it here in the state of Wisconsin, no doubt about it. Uh, let's do this. When we come back, big hour coming up. Ryan Grant, former Packers running back, going to be joining us. Bottom of the hour, Chris Hook, the Brewers pitching coach. Going to talk to us about uh, the staff, Devin Williams, coaching changes, all that kind of stuff. That's coming up. The top of the next hour is going to be Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette. we got a lot going on. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 